Welcome to the Mid Twenties Podcast, Episode Four. With our cheers in the tea front here. Mhm. Cheers, cheers in the tea. Are you drinking tea or coffee? Tea. I already had like four cups of coffee today, and I could feel the jitters coming. So I was like, "Let's not." Yeah. Start no, freaking I'm out the, the podcast. I'm on the um coffee. The coffee. Look, if this, if if we end up doing this and it somehow doesn't record. Mm-hmm. Or some something goes wrong. I mean, it was just a friendly chat. Exactly. It's no big deal. Exactly. It's no big deal. I mean, what else? But we I really, I really hope it does record. Okay, you know what? I've decided that um, I want to uh, label this podcast. What podcast? Quarantine. Quarantine? Because it's episode four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Um, and also, you met some of you may realize if you've watched this before that it is a little bit different we're doing it we're in complete lockdown now scary stuff so um we're doing it online over the internet and we've been doing this um we've been trying to figure this out for do you know it's literally been like an hour and a half that we've been trying to figure out how to do this i know it should be a lot easier we were on facetime for 40 minutes just discussing how to like yeah and then we did zoom and Fiona sounded like a man and I sounded like Bender from goddamn Futurama. <laughs> so it, was, it was just diabolical. So we managed to do it yeah. the old school, nice fashion way, Facebook. Yeah, but like, we were going to set it out and then we had too much stuff to talk about. We were like, oh, we need to do this in the podcast. We need to mm. talk about this. And then we were like, stuff it. We'll just try and do one like over Facebook or something. Yeah. So this is it. Um, yeah, I said, hopefully it works out because... It, a lot has went into it. A lot. Yeah. For well, sure. What have you been up to? Um. Well, how have I been up to? Um. Do you know what? Actually, see, since last time, I haven't been up to. I haven't been up to much. Like no? At, no, I haven't really been that busy. I haven't done anything creative. Obviously, of course, we done the. Um, we'll talk about it later what we done, but. Uh, yeah, so I find this... It's not a new radio show. I used to watch this YouTuber called... Um, well, he's, like... I still watch him. He's called Austin Augie. And he is, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've showed him before. I've literally showed everybody him before. He's made, I've met him and everything before, and he's such a nice dude. He has sort of done this thing called um, Radio Augie, which is essentially like a podcast, but it's, like, more of a radio show. I don't know what the difference is. I think you sort of, like... Does he play a, music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that he's, like, a dress that you're doing... That you're playing music in a radio show and in a podcast you don't? Right. I have no okay. idea. But anyway, he's got it and he's got like four episodes out and he plays his music and it's like... It's literally him like in his house with a mic and his dog smoking joints, like playing chill tunes, talking about like crazy stories. And it's so I sick. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised I haven't actually seen it. He, he's not really advertising it, which is really weird. But and he that just like, But... Honestly, I stayed up last night and I watched all four episodes last night and I was like, this is chill. I was is it like, video or audio? I'm zoned. It's on YouTube and it's just um, audio. No, no, it's it's video and audio. So it's literally like this. Yeah. Like he just screen records himself recording it. Oh, but I'll it's, give it it's a go. It, Yeah, it's really, really cool. Even to have on the background or something like that, you know? Yeah. But it's cool. It's tough, it's tough getting into um, the podcasts and things like that but have you noticed how many people are starting to do podcasts because of this lockdown oh dude so many i didn't even realize that it was because i've i sent you that thing the other day and it was um like pod like 
lockdown stereotypes and one of them was like oh start a podcast and i was like what do you remember the tab article the article i sent oh, you yeah, yeah yeah like start a podcast yeah, yeah. that uh, was a couple of weeks ago it was it yeah that was oh, a good man, ride ago. time flies but like so many people start podcasts and i'm like dude we've jumped on a bandwagon that we didn't even know we were that we're gonna be a wagon like yeah like, like we were um like it was it's it's odd behavior yeah because um like all the comedians in Belfast have started to do them. Like yeah. Elliot has one, and she and Todd Aaron just started one. Yeah, he she did. and Todd started one. Colin, did you see? Um, sh- sh- did you see uh, she and Todd had Jamie from Fifty Shades of Grey. What's it? Dorn. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Dorn. No, I didn't. Yeah, that was like you know a different league. He stepped it up there. Yeah, for sure, man. But he's probably like mates with them. I know. Just being and in that like Hollywood or something. The Northern Ireland scene. Yeah, they. I think that. Yeah, so. and they're they probably probably know each other. So he's next door neighbour. Yeah. All right, John. Down, down the pub with oh, Jamie. Oh And then as well, shout out to big Louis Throw. Oh. If anyone's can see the screen record, he started a podcast. Did he? On Monday. Oh, yeah. dude. I'm telling you, everyone's doing We're it. Jumping on the bandwagon, and not even that. At least they have somewhat of a following. I know. Or previously. Speak to ourselves, but yeah. I mean. Like like we said in the first episode, it's not even for other people. It's just so we can like get a catch up and um, stay in contact and yeah, we're interested in the same thing. So like when somebody discovers something, you like pass it on and be like, oh check out this, and you know it helps you grow and develop and learn new things like from each exactly. other. So I, I think it's more for us as well as other people listening. Like exactly. Oh here as well, what I do um, you know, did you ever hear those things called um? like personality tests like there's 16 types of personalities and they're all like four random letters that stand for something like you can get like like i i've done the test and i'm uh what am i i'm infp which is uh i was just gonna say let me check my phone but i'm, I'm, I'm on my phone it's yeah yeah but it stands for like introverted um neurotic I'm joking it doesn't stand for neurotic <laughs> but it's like each sort of personality thing and then you, you do these questions and it, the test takes about 12 minutes which is a very odd time frame it is but, a really weird um, time frame after you do it it gives you this like like eight pages of like things exactly like you are like the personality type that I am is less than 4% of the population and it tells you like the career paths that are best for you, like your your parenthood methods, just based all based That's on easier. like this intrusive like thing, and you're reading it and you're like, it's almost like you know those people believe in like crazy believe in horoscopes. Yeah, it's like that, but you're reading it and you're like, oh my dear God, someone's been watching me. Like it's well, that. Like was it accurate? Yeah, for sure. And also, I took the same test. Like, um, I, I think. Like six years ago, I think it was my cousin that originally showed it to me. I took the test like six years ago, and I then retook it again later earlier on this week, and it's the exact same, like personality oh, so, like, it hasn't type. Changed or anything? Like no, like so it's it genuinely like is aware of who I that, am. I love doing those tests online, but like I hate when this is completely off topic. But you know when you do like a BuzzFeed quiz, oh god, yeah. and you get something, but that's just, and you go back. Yeah. You go back and answer all the same things exactly the same and then you get something completely different. Yeah, that's just, like, random 
random choice. But no, I'm yeah. telling you, like, this test is, like, scientific research. And if anybody else wants to check it out, it's called 16personality.16personalitytest. Is that, is that English? 16personalities yeah. test? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, dot com or something like that or whatever. You'll know what it is anyway, so okay. check it out, dude. And I'll send you... I'll send you what I got. Mine's is called um, I'm the Mediator. They each have little characters dedicated to the personalities. It's obviously 16. And um, mine's is like the little mediator woman. And it's so insane. I'm and it shows the you. Aggressor. There's loads, man. There's some that are literally like psychotic. And there's. um. It shows you as well like what um, famous people throughout time that also have the same personality test as you. Oh, who did you match up with? Um, William Shakespeare, which is. Ooh. My bro, I was up there and I was Willy like, mm. so that was cool. A couple others, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, it was good. What have you been up to? As I take a drink of tea. Um, <gasps> to be honest, I've been like, I hit a point where I was like, oh, I have nothing to do. Yeah. And I felt like I was just wasting my time. So I was like, no, need to get on it. So I started doing some paintings and then. Oh, wow, nice. Literally, you got yeah, any to show the camera? I'd like a sketch. Let me see. Oh, wow. Is that Louis Farouk? Is that Harry Potter? Who's that? It's Louis. I thought that. <laughs> you can tell by the glasses, the thin wire frame glasses. It's Louis. Um, yeah, literally just that. And then I started rereading some of my books from uni. Yeah. Um... And then I've started to really get into, like, French films. So, like, okay. I'm watching films in French with the subtitles. Have you, have you watched Mommy yet from last week? I haven't. Oh, I haven't. You, you're getting in French films and you haven't watched Xavier Dolan. That's do you know, do you know why? Swimmers. Do you know why? Why? Because I went to look for it and I could find links for it online. Yeah. But none of them had English subtitles. This is a really big problem. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll so get like, I'll get you something. I'll figure something out for you. So like I find a link for it, but it was it was in French and there was but no wait, subtitles. But wait, sometimes can you just like obviously click it in the corner? Yeah. Yeah, I did all no. that, it didn't work. So right. then That sucks. Then I watched this other movie called Rust and Bone. I don't know. Which is like it. it's a it's a French film and again, same thing, couldn't find a link for it online that had English subtitles. And I actually, Natasha, for the first time in my life, yeah. I bought a film off Amazon. Do you no know, like, we put in your card details? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, because you know why when you click on those and it's like, oh, it's not for free, like, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. Oh, no, that, uh, yo. I was like, I have, done have that to before. watch it. There's one film that I've done before. And that was for that film? Yeah. That was the first time I was like, not ready to buy Rust and Bones? Rust and Bone. Rust and Bone. Mine isn't as cool as being a cool French film what I was yours? <laughs> so stupid did you say Despicable Me or something I'll no no it wasn't it was um I couldn't find it anywhere dude and the documentary is sick and I'm not just saying this I mean it is actually such a sick documentary from 1984 86 I don't know but it was <laughs> Billy Joel A Matter of Trust like a Russian <laughs> tour concert <laughs> It sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid. But so it was it, a Billy Joel documentary. Yes, but it's about <laughs> it's about his like 
tour in Russia whenever like Leningrad was like whenever he's like released that song and it's like oh. basically like America and Russia were at war at this stage. So it's it's about him sort of like trying to break that like barrier through music and how they would accept him as a American sort of like icon. In and it in Russia. Russia. Yeah, and it's he goes about and his wee kids there and his kids like the cutest thing in the world and like his whole fat it's just it's it's so stupid. <laughs> I had it for like I had it for like three days and I watched it about like seven times. No joke. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, but if anybody gets a chance or anybody's seen it, send which me is like highly that one unlikely. Hit me up. Let me send know. me a link to that one. <laughs> Screw. You do love a bit of Billy Joel though, you do. Oh, he's 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 great. Yeah, I have is. I have a fine appreciation for people who can play instruments and write their own songs and. Oh, it's a skill. It's yeah, a skill. so I, I, I and as much as like Billy Joel may not be like oh the coolest dude in the world, he he's a cool dude, and that's end of story. He is like my but, favorite band's Metallica. Like you know what I mean? I have a I have a big appreciation of different artists. Your music thing on Instagram, do you know that thing? It's like a song every oh, day yeah. for 30 days. Yeah. Like, it keeps me entertained. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't wait to see what Hold the next day is going to be. Today was what song stuck in your head, and I was like, <laughs> It was good. <laughs> it's been in there since I watched, which leads me to one of the films that I have watched since. haven't watched a lot. One of the films that I have watched since the last podcast was... Yeah. Um, Manhunter, 1987. It is the first film with Hannibal Lecter in it, but it's not Anthony Hopkins' Hannibal Lecter. You know, like... Right. Hello, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> not that one. It's, um... You know Brian Cox? Not the scientist, the actor. Eng- he's not English. He is, no, he's Scottish, I think. No, can't say yeah, you. You'd you'd hundred percent know him when you see him, but it's like absolutely. It is like, dude. It's such an eighties cop film, but it's right. So so good. It's like the pace is there, the dialogue is there, the music. It's a Michael Mann film, so you know it looks beautiful. It's gonna be good. Like it's gonna be good. It's what did you watch it on? Darling, I illegally downloaded it, but. It that's was made fine. like that's thirty-five grand. years ago, so that's yeah. So anyway, like, but the first Hannibal Lecter film, and it's about you know who's in it, the um eighty-seven, and he's really he looks the exact he looks exactly the same, but really young. It's very hey. odd, you know. Um, the guy from CSI, the main guy, Gil Grissom from CSI. Yes, he's yes, the yes, cop. Yes. Ah, yeah. why is he always playing cop characters? I don't know. Like, every single movie he's made. Like, he even did, like, To Live and Die in L.A. cop. Don't know. Maybe it was just his thing. He's just type typecast? Is that type yeah, of guy? Yeah, I think so. And um, he, he, do, he looks like a stressed, middle-aged man, but still good-looking cool. and yeah, cool. cool. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I think that sort of, like, idolises the cop of America. And it came out in 1986? 1986. I, I think. Don't quote me on that, I think. But, mate, I'm telling you, like, it is so class. But then they remade it in 2002, and it's called Red Dragon. And yes, I've seen that. It's, well, I haven't seen that film, but I've seen it. I know the, I know the cover picture shit. thing. Yeah, the, with the tattoo on the back. 
Yeah. Mate. So I watched Manhunter and I was like, yo, whoa, Michael Mann, dude. You know what I mean? Up there. And then I watched Red Dragon and I was actually like, what is this? I was like, this is like shot for shot, the same movie, only there's no colour in it. There's no style. And they got, um, who who did they get as the cop? Was it, it wasn't, um... It's one of the, oh, it's, fuck, it's someone really, really... Was it Daniel Craig? Stupid. No, but for some reason, in my head, I'm like, Daniel Craig's in that movie. But he's not. I think we're thinking Guard with the Dragon Tattoo. I think we are. But R- R- like Voldemort, Ralph Fiennes is... Oh, he's in it? Is the, like... The other, the main serial killer, and then they put Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, and he's he's just not good in it. Like after seeing Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter, I was like, dude, yeah, Hopkins is he's teetering, like you know what I mean? He's not going well. (laughs) Who is the cop, bro? It's like Ethan Hawke, or it's someone like that. It's like Ethan Hawke or Keanu Reeves or Matt Damon or. Yeah, who the dude's face is like it's not even in my head. Do you know who I'm What's thinking it? of? It's called Red Dragon two thousand two. It's do you know who I'm thinking of is in my head? Do you know the guy from Ashes to Ashes? No, a life on Mars. Yes. I that's his face. Edward Norton? Edward Norton. That's it. I'm, I'm shocking sh- like and Tom from Hoffman's CSI. In it? And who? Um Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. He's nice. actually he's probably one of the greater characters in it. But his character in the original is way... It's just, like, 80s, like, yo, dude. And you're like, shit. Seymour Hoffman's like that anyway, like, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, the, like he's he's probably the best character in it, but he's still really bad compared to the original. Yeah. But check out... Do you remember I told you about Letterboxd, the app? Yeah, I have that. Check that out. Is it on your Letterboxd? It's, it's on my Letterboxd. I wrote reviews about both of them. But anyway, enough movie talk, sorry. Yeah, I know. We got a bit carried away, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It was just it was a very passionate thing that's happened to me in the past week, so I thought, I'd, you know... Films are like that. Yeah. Films are like that. Speaking of films, mm-hmm. we set ourselves a mm. challenge. So I was, like, skimming through YouTube, and I seen a challenge on YouTube, and it was like, quote, write a screenplay in 48 hours. And, and it, I was like... Yeah. Wait, wait. This... No, yeah, sorry. I, well, I was just like, number one... I've never written a screenplay, nor do I have any training or experience at all at writing a screenplay, but let's give it a go. So mm-hmm. then I sent it through to Natasha. And I was, and I'd done screenwriting as a specialism in uni. So there was like, I already had a little bit more knowledge of what, about what to do with field and stuff like that. And she came through and she was like, let's do it. Write um, a TV pilot in, 40, in 48 hours. And I was like, like like forty eight pages in forty eight hours, and Fiona was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen." I was like, "There is no way." I was like, "Do you know how hard that is?" Fiona was like, "Let's start now," and I was like, "Dude, I don't even have an idea. Like what?" Um, <laughs> and I had to be like, "It's it's impossible." And you were like, "Right, okay." You were like thirty pages, and I was like, "Dude, no." Forty pages, and I was like, "Okay, right, fifteen pages in two days. Let's do it," and. I got my ass whipped on no, page numbers. No, in page numbers. For oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I I couldn't do fifteen pages. It took me at least a day and a half to think of an actual idea. First of all, and then I only wrote ten pages, which is a complete cop out. No, and it's f- not. It's it not because to be fair, I wrote nineteen pages, but 
in Natasha's defense, hers is so much more descriptive than mine. No way. Like, no way. Oh, oh, it is. No. Yours is a lot more descriptive than mine. And mine's but, a real cliche story. Yours is no, different. No, like yours, no, yours is different. I, yours, don't know. I think yours might seem cliche to people who like live in Belfast and have read like but through the barricades and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. outside of that, I don't think it's cliche at all. And also like I I didn't realise but your dialogue is really good. It's like see we never oh my god. <laughs> the lines man so I wrote some of them down because they were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking will be, you eat Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Because, like, it's true, that's the way people speak. Literally. And then it was, I'd rather join ISIS in the PSN. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's true, like, that's the shit that people say. I didn't really, I, yeah, and also, like, you sort of made yours, like, um, regional. What, what do you mean? Like, you, you, you made yours, like, a, a firm location, a firm story with firm, like, accents yeah. and, you know... I attacked them with the approach of, like, if I had to film this tomorrow, mm. I where would it be? Do you and know you what I mean? A, you have a lot of scenes in yours, and I literally... Mine just... My, yeah, so... Do you want to give, like, a guideline yeah, so of what, yours? Why are we going to talk about yours? No, no, no. You Okay, you, you tell... We'll do, like, one line... A one-line sum-up of what the story is. Okay. Mine's about a young girl who's thinking of going on to university to become, like, a nurse. And it's set in Belfast. And she goes to the beach one day and she basically nearly drowns. And she's pulled out of the water by this guy. And that's kind of, like, she goes on with her life. I I, I should have went first. You're so much better. (laughs) And then... I did this last time. And then, basically... Basically, like, she's really shit home life and her brother is involved in crime and she turns out she meets that boy again but he signed up to the police force and, like, he he's hanging about her all the time and her brother is really involved in, like, criminal activity and there's a really big tragedy in it that makes her kind of change her career path. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, okay. <laughs> Tell me yours. <laughs> Mine's is essentially about three really good mates... Uh, who are watching a TV marathon, like sort of murder mystery TV marathon thing, and they end up just, for some reason, making a competition out of who they think can create the perfect murder. So... But it's... it's you're on a CSI marathon. I think yeah, that's it's a CSI marathon. It's a CSI marathon. It's who can create the perfect murder. And there's a list of about six or seven rules. And they don't actually murder someone, but they create, like... A simulation. A simulation of a murder where the other two have to figure out how they do it and... If a murder why. mystery game came to life. Yeah, essentially, and that's what it is. And it's it's all in stake for 200 quid. <laughs> Yours, yours are really good. No, mine is odd. I liked, I liked yours because um. Mine's is like a shower idea, like a, like a, like a high idea. Yours is like an actual thought out story process. Yeah, but like I like the bit in yours where um they pull everything off the table. Yeah. And the shot is the shots like from the top. Yeah. Of the yeah. table, that was nice. That was so nice. basically, we can um. This is both. I, I think they're both really good for 48-hour scripts. They're really good. Fiona's is double mine. 
<coughs> but we're gonna put them we're gonna link them at the bottom of the YouTube video in a PDF file I think we should evolve onto. I don't want to give it away. I feel like maybe. Okay, well, why don't we read um, an excerpt of our favorite part of each, our, each other's scripts? No, uh, of our scripts. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, trying to think. I even have a favorite part. Let me see. Cause oh yeah, mine's is. Fiona's is based, yours travels a lot, your script travels a lot. There's about seven different locations, isn't there? Yeah. More. Yours Mine, is, com- is in one room. Mine's is like, you know, like men behaving badly. You ever watch that? Yeah. Or like Seinfeld. It's very like situational, conversation heavy dialogue in one room. Like you could literally, because the way that I wanted to do it was like, if you're looking at me right now, there's like, and this is the shot, like right, the frame. There's a TV, like, right here. And then there's the coffee table here. And then there's the sofa here. And then there's just brick wall. Like, right, literally, okay. you could film it all in one shot if you wanted to. That's the way yeah. I wanted to see it, to make it sort of simplistic. Let me see. Okay, so what what part should I... You wrote yours, like, if you had a budget of, like, a £10. And I wrote yeah. mine as if Steven Spielberg was coming to my oh, door. you wrote yours like, boom, BBC yeah. One, have grabbed this opportunity up. Yeah. Like, boom, like, boom, boom, boom. I had an unlimited bank account for the money to make this. You were for sure like, let's go travelling. Fiona's got like, on the, <laughs> on the water shots and all. She's getting James Cameron out of retirement. Free <laughs> film. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I literally get like a box TV. I literally one of the scenes is she tells she sells a piece of paper to the TV. That's the height of props. <laughs> but that's what makes yours so much more realistic. Like you actually went to film school and like you understand that there's a budget. So when you write a script, oh, yeah. you're taking that into account. I completely didn't. Uh, hey man, I mean some of the scripts that I wrote before are just complete. Oh, they're awful walls. I I can't even. What's a good? Where should where what what part should I read? Um, read the bit. Yeah, read the bit about um the table. I really really like that bit. Okay, where is the table? Oh, whatever. It's like roll read through. Yeah, but just before that. Okay, so it's like. They've come up with the plan, and now that this stage, it's part for the. It's time for them to set up the. Set up the rules, basically, or whatever, for the actual perfect murder. <coughs> Internal, modern day, living room, late evening, continued on. Overhead, shot. 
There was a big sheet of paper on the table with their three heads slightly blocking it off. Clementine is finishing off writing the final row. Clementine, I think we're ready. Frankie rubs her hands together in excitement. Clementine places the pen lid lid on the pen and snaps it closed. Sav exhales. They all simultaneously fall on the couch, shoulders touching, taking a sip of their drinks. Frankie, I think we have something here. Sav, I think we watch too much TV. Frankie... Rule read through, Clem, go. Clem gets up, sellotaping the rule sheet to the TV using a pen as a pointer. Clementine, rule one, no actual murder. Rule two, same location. The location stays live for two days. Sorry, Sav, but your house, this room, Sav. I still don't think that that rule, Frankie, oh, come on, Sav. It makes sense, we're always here. Your kitchen is right there. In case one of us always wants to do a death by fridge murder. And plus... I live with my mum, and Clem, Clementine, yeah, no way. Sav looks round the room, seeing the kitchen almost already planning her murder, and looks at Clem. Fine, clean freak. All three of them laugh. Clem, roll three, we can spend 50 quid on our murder. Wait, Clem turns round from the TV, foiling hands as she gets interrupted again. Sav, no, wait, so we're doing this for 100 quid, but we spend 50 quid? And then we're only up 50 quid? That sucks. Frankie agreeing. Yeah, I already bought the dead body. Their heads snapped the Frankie. Mouths open. What? Yeah. I'll stop there. Yeah. Like, it's 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 so doable. I, I Like, it has you on edge. You're like, what are they going to do? I think, yeah. How do you, How do you murder like... someone without murdering someone? Exactly. You know what I mean? That, that's, uh, if you want more, I'll write more. <laughs> format of this podcast is going to sound so weird to people listening to it because like it's just harder to interact when you're not in the same room as a person yeah so for sure okay i think that i think you should read the water scene do you think so yeah i i do you know i think see whenever you just there's a part of it that really really makes me visualize it and it's really cool okay so at this stage um in my one, the main character is called Aoife and she's basically on her way to the beach, specifically Helen's Bay, because they've, like, they've come towards the end of their exams and um, they're kind of like all realising that they're going to u- different unis in September. And um, she doesn't have a great home life, so she's a bit out of it. She's not like enthusiastic about going to the beach at all. And they're all having a wee drink. So basically, I'll read it. But you're right. So... The group struggle carrying their bags down the sand dunes onto the beach. They walk between the large crowd looking for free space to sit down. Roisin finds a spot. Over here, they walk towards Roisin, setting their bags down. Kieran, nice spot, Ro. Sean, yeah, nice view too. Sean looks at the girls in bikinis standing beside them and waves. Laura, you're such a perv. They all laugh and Sean recognises some friends. 
He runs down the beach to speak to them. Roisin, right, get the vodka out. Laura, did anyone bring a speaker? Aoife, yeah, there should be one in my bag. Aoife rummages around looking in her bag. A close-up shot of Sean talking to his friends. Sean, well then, what's the crack? Front one, nothing much. You missed some trouble earlier. Sean, what happened? Front one, just a few prods thinking they were hard. They're outnumbered anyway, half of West Belfast here. Sean, I know it's fucking fast, mate, isn't it? Eva finds the speaker in her bag and passes it to Laura. Roisin pours vodka into plastic cups and passes them round. They all drink. Kieran, Jesus, Ro, what's raw? What did you put in it? Roisin, oh no, sorry. Um, Kieran says, Jesus, Ro, that's raw. Did you put any mixer in it? Roisin, no, why? Who needs mixer? Laura, mad to think that's exams over. Like, this is our last few months together. Roisin, what do you mean? Well, like, we're all going to different unis in September. Sean runs across the sand, returning to the group. Kieran, well, maybe not all of us. Sean, what are you slobbering about? Nothing, just saying how you're never getting into uni. Fuck, don't I know it. Kieran and Sean laugh. They begin talking amongst <coughs> themselves. Laura, have you applied yet, Aoife? Or to uni? Do you know what you're doing in September? Aoife, haven't made my mind up yet. Was thinking Queen's. Staying at home? Well, yeah, the, a great nursing programme. It looks good. No way, I need out of here. Laura, I mean, you've still loads of time. Sure, the university first next week. You can look then. Roisin, right, enough. I'm sick of talking about school. Are we going into the water or what? Aoife, yeah, I'll go in with you, Roisin. Both girls lift towels from their bags. Aoife wraps a towel around Roisin as she undresses. Sean woof whistles loudly. Sean, Roisin, this is so awkward, Aoife. There, right, I'll hold it up for you. Aoife gets undressed behind the towel. Both girls are ready and sprint off towards the water. The water's cold on Aoife's toes. Roisin waves her hand and calls Aoife to come in further. The water is up to Aoife's shoulders. Children splash and play loudly. Beside her on inflatables, the sun reflects off the surface of the water and shines brightly into Aoife's eyes. She squints and lies on her back, floating on the surface. A large wave thrusts her underwater. She resurfaces further out. She can see Roisin's red hair in the distance. Trying to swim back, she can hear the echoed laughter from the beach. No one notices her struggling. Again, she is hit by an even bigger wave. This time she does not resurface. Aoife now fully emerged, looks up at the light from the surface of the water. She tries to swim upwards but is pulled back down, a rip current. She can hear Roisin shouting her name. The str she struggles to breathe, taking in water. Her vision starts to blur. A hand reaches down towards her. A blurred figure lifts her from underneath the water. A blonde her boy, she gasps for her, coughing water, then passes out. And that's all I'm reading. Boom. That's all I'm reading. That's good. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll link them we'll link them underneath the YouTube videos so that people want to read them they can't read them it's California that we love California is the drug California's all we want nobody else can take our love ocean calls when we're away he wants to know Have you, um, has anything in summer been cancelled for you? No, but I am going to, I've got Guns N' Roses for June and it hasn't been cancelled yet and Guns N' Roses were the only band that were still touring the whole way during quarantine. They were in tour in South America. Oh really? still touring. So I swear to God, if one of them gets it and dies or some crap like that or if now they decide to cancel... It's I'm telling you, it's gonna be cancelled. I don't even ugh, like. I don't even know. When, like, mate, 
I got these tickets as a surprise for Christmas as like an bro. I would fl I flipped out, man. Can't believe it. When is it? When is it? When is it? The twenty seventh of June, January, February, March, April, May. June. Oh, it's good. I'm not even. I'm, I'm, don't say it. Don't put it in the air. Well, speak my it. my if June you speak concert it, it will come was, into existence. My June concert was cancelled today. Oh, man, I don't even. I haven't even checked. I very. I don't even go on. I had such like, a lineup Facebook this summer. That sort of shit. What did you have? Like, so I was going to Jerry Cinnamon. I was going to Tom Jones. I had tickets. Oh, I had Joneses. tickets. I had tickets for Kings of Leon. Oh, dude! Like and, you and, Liam, and Liam Gallagher. No way. And the all of my whole my whole like concert twenty twenty has just been destroyed. I was um me and my mate Billy were like she was asking about so we usually go to festivals every summer, and I just didn't have the money yet to buy a festival ticket, so I didn't say anything to her. But she'd asked me and ball, and I was just sort of say, like not saving up, but just sort of waiting you know for the right time or whatever to get one. Um, so lucky that I didn't end up that we didn't end up getting them or anything like that because they would have just straight been cancelled. Do you, you get a refund tickets? Though? I don't know. I didn't buy it, but I, I, I mean, probably. But still, like, I would have, if I would have done it, I would have had to have bought flights because they, they, yeah. they it would have been like England ones. I need, I mean, trying to get a flight refund. I know. Come on here. But like, During I'm, this, I'm freaking out because a lot of the artists are just saying like, oh, it'll be the same date next year, twenty twenty one. Like, know, what like, if I lose the tickets? I know. What if I, like, I, I barely know where the tickets are now, and it's 2020. I know, I literally had the right on permanent marker on my desk where the Guns N' Roses tickets are. Yeah. Just so I remember that they're there. That freaks me out. Like, it's stress. Stress? I'll be, I'll be fuming, bro. Because I didn't get to see Metallica whenever they were here in 2008, man. And Guns N' Roses is my next opportunity, dude. And I just will be so upset. I hope you get to go, but I don't think it's looking positive. It's like awful. my yeah, my only thing is that they were still touring South America, like wh while everybody was in lockdown. They have pretty like, laxed rules though in South America, no? I don't know. Possibly. Do with like health. Yeah, I mean. So maybe that's why they're able to get away with it. Maybe. I mean, but then again, it's not like they're not. It's only recently that they like put it into like law enforcement. Yeah. It was always like we suggest. You yeah. should probably. It's only, like, in the last, like, two weeks that they've been, like, we'll actually arrest you if we see you. We'll arrest you on site. Tears and everything. Um, what was I going to say? I wanted to talk to you as well about, remember, during the week, I was saying how I got a rejection email from uni. Yeah, dude. Um, so people listening on the podcast, I fired out loads of, like, I wouldn't say there were last-minute applications, but, like, I got a lot of uni applications within a week sent out, and there were, like, Basically the same course, but loads of different universities. So about maybe seven in total. Mm. And five were through UCAS. And maybe two or three were just through the university's websites. And I got more word back, Taisha. I haven't yeah. told you about this. No. Um, I didn't get in. Oh. Yeah. To what one? So I got rejected from... I got rejected from paramedic science in Liverpool John Moores. I got rejected from Queen's for both courses of adult nursing <gasps> and midwifery. What? I got rejected from... Uh, God, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. And then I got rejected from the one I really, really wanted, which was speech and language therapy in Edinburgh. In Scotland, yeah. 
Dude, is it because it's too late, though, for applications? This is what everyone's saying. Like, Queen's got back to me with feedback. Queen's were like, uh, basically, we can't accept your application because you applied past the deadline. Too late, yeah. Which is really acceptable. Like, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I put my hands up like I was later playing. Yeah, but, and especially with the stress right now of like yeah. how next year's gonna turn out in uni sense, but yeah. that's sheer madness, man. Then the one I wanted in Scotland literally might as well have just stuck a knife in my heart. They were All literally the way. Yeah, their feedback was um they the talent pool. They like something like talent. <laughs> oh, did they yeah. actually oh. They were like the there's people that have applied that have more credibility or something or more talent basically and i was like okay that's actually wild all right oh dude that's so i mean it's one of those things that you're just you just have to accept it like you know what it is it it is what it is but whenever it's whenever you hear it like i like it's just you're sort of like cheers man and also i say fair play to you for fully admitting that on this yeah, because, like, I don't want people thinking, like, like on social media, everything's rosy and sweet, you know? It yeah. looks like everybody's, like, getting everything they want. And, like, yeah. I put so much time and effort into you those did. uni applications. You did, man, because you, you've, been, you've been talking about them for weeks. I mean, I think since, not even weeks, I think you were, you were planning on going back to uni whenever we went to the Empire Comedy Club night. Yeah. And that so, was, what, last year? Yeah. So, like, just anybody listening, like, if you get a rejection, it's... It's okay. You can cry about it, like, as much as you yeah. want. But, like, just you just have to pick yourself back up and apply again. Yeah. And you've also... Sort of, I've been thinking about... You've been making me think about um, life in, in quarantine a lot and what I want to do and what... You know, that sort of thing. And, like, I was sort of like, damn, imagine, like, I could go back to uni. I was like, yeah. that would be cool. But then I feel like when I... Um, when you told... You told me you were thinking about it too, and I was like, yeah, go for it. Like, if you want to go back, it's... It, you know, it's really yeah, great. I, yeah, I would just but, do, like, a year, master's degree, though. Yeah, but when I told you I didn't get in, I feel like it kind of... You were like, oh, shit, I might put you off a bit. No, no. The only thing that put me off, which I'm sure my, like, stepmom and dad are listening, but it's my mum thinks it's a good idea, but my dad and stepmom are probably like, that's such a stupid idea. Why would you do that? <laughs> but also, it's not the same course. It's not like I want to go and do a master's in filmmaking. To be honest, you don't even need... A degree anyway in, yeah. in film production like and I think we've already we've already discussed this in like hyper detail and everything like that but it is it sort of got to that stage and it got me thinking like and I I, I never appreciated education in school and I that, think a lot of people are like that yeah I like but like I genuinely just was like whatever like uh. and it wasn't until like I actually got accepted into uni, and then I was like, this is a big deal, like, this is, like... But then I'm always like, but there's so, like, thousands and thousands of other people get accepted into uni, I'm not special. But then I'm like, now looking back on it, I'm like, you know, education is so important and so integral. Yeah, it's such a privilege as well. Exactly, and, like, I I love learning, like... Yeah, that's what I missed. Uh, yeah, I never thought I did, but I, I love learning. Like, And it sounds so, like, nerdy or whatever, but it's true, man, you know? Yeah. It's like, and like it, as, I, as I said to you, I would go back and do something academic, which I can use as a... which benefits towards both 
things yeah, if it I can was help. to do it. Yeah. I think you should go back and look into it. Like, don't let my rejection. No, no. Like put I mean, it, but oh, like it won't be. As I said as well. Like as you said, it's too late to apply for this year, so it'll be next year. And then I think about it, and I was talking to my mom about this, and I was like, God, like I'll be. What age will I be? I'll be twenty four. And I know then, that's and, a and then, and, then in, and then in three months of be if I go back to do, then doing a master's is fine because you know it is older people but then I'm like God I'll be like twenty six by the time this stuff's over I'm like and I would see when we get to twenty I'm like I I'm nearly out of the mid twenties like we're nearly out of the mid twenties I know but then see when you get to twenty six when you yeah. get to twenty six then you're like oh I'm so young I'm gonna be thirty in four years do oh you know what I mean. God. So like it just yeah. it, the goalposts just keep getting moved. It's yeah, it's so bizarre. I and I mean, then you just sort of like think about it. Like I always go back and I'm always like, oh, where where was my moment? Twenty two. Where was my moment? You know, twenty three or whatever. And I'm like, dog. Yeah. This is a different world we live in today. I'm just you know? so, I'm so guilty for comparing. Oh, like I compare comparing your education or your job success to other people's. It's like oh. Well, yeah. They've got they've got their dream job, so I should be there too. Exactly, and, and you, you should think like that. Exactly, like I I seen this thing, um, this like quote not that long ago, and it was Obama retired from being president at like fifty three or fifty four, and Trump became president at seventy three. Yeah. Or seventy two, and I was like, wait, That's how old's Trump? Is it his seventies? Like it is. No, like, he's not. He's in his early to mid seventies. Swear to God. No, he's not. You're telling me. Dude, no, I swear. I'm a Google. I'm a Google. He's like I'm gonna, fifty. I'm a, no, I'm gonna ask Jeeves. He's like fifty. I'm asking Jeeves. What? Obama was like fifty. Are you serious? Oh my god. He's seventy three years old. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. This has changed my like whole outlook on life. Nineteen forty six. That's why he's so backward. He's born in 1946. Yeah. He was born like a year after the Second World War. Why yeah, is he so dude. old? This is like, insane. And then Obama is... Well, yeah. I thought Obama's he was just 58 nut. now. And Obama retired, what? 2017, so that's three years ago. So Obama was, what, 55 whenever he retired, right about? Oh, my God. What do you oh think God. of the whole um, Trump thing? Like, with the telling people to drink... Disinfecting. Come on here now. I do you know what? The more I watch them, the more it genuinely, genuinely frustrates me and just goes, How the F is this dude president? I know. Like just seeing his like speech, like just just like the way he talks to people. The way he has he no talks respect for to the public. Anybody, like, like and like I just listen to him and I'm like Somebody pull him off here. <laughs> Why are they letting him do that? He has people, PR people that are meant to control him and like tell him what to say. What is the point in them even having a job? But he even like, they're, they're like literally asking presidential questions, like political, really important country questions. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. China. <laughs> and you're like, what are you, jo- oh, dude, come um, on. Like, and then as well. He's absolutely nuts. What what else was it? Like, yeah, because after that bleach thing, he goes, um... Yeah, and then, what is it, 10 people, 10 or 30 people were admitted to hospital in New York for... For injecting, disinfecting, I know. Because but you, you Americans are that, that kind of thick, they would. 
Yeah, like you, you cannot say that to the American public because they'll take it they, literally. Literally, like, yeah, like they, they're not like us. They, like we sort of, as much as we are, like a de- like a, we're a democratic country, and so we're America, but we're free thinking. Mm. We don't take everything, everything, but every somebody says by law. Whereas, like, there are Americans that do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's so weird. Um, what I was going to say something else. I can't remember about it. How long does he have left? Yeah. The term? Uh, m- r- this year. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but he's going to run for a second term. Was he not impeached? No, he just skipped it. Nasty. Ridiculous. I know, nasty. I know. I know. Nasty, Impleached. nasty. In bleach. In bleach. That's not my joke. I'm not going to take credit for it. I oh, is it not? Facebook. No, it was a, a neighbour of mine put on Facebook. I really, oh, I was going to, I needed to take the credit for that, but I couldn't do it. It was too good of a joke. But, um, bad yeah, karma. You would have got as, bad karma. I know, exactly. Um, yeah, so he says, um, the. Because he didn't talk for two days after he said that, that he said about the injecting bleach. And he said, and then he came out and he was like, oh, it's, um, the meetings are getting ridiculous. Or he said something about talking to the press or whatever. He was like, you know, it's ridiculous, it's redundant, everybody's. And I was like, somebody, this is this man's job. <laughs> to, like, to talk to his country through a crisis. <laughs> like, Who's letting him do that? Like, who's letting him not? Is he still with the woman? Where's the, the control woman? here? What do you call her? Ivanka. Yeah, she's still floating about. It was her, it was, oh, yeah, it was her 50th birthday the other day as well. Was it? She's 50. She yeah. doesn't look 50. They're definitely lizard people. I, oh, 100%. I don't like that. Dude. Definitely like, lizard people. I know. But... Like, like... It's his job to talk to his country. That, like, I just don't understand. Because as much as, like, you know, the like, President of the United States is, like, you know, the leader, we all know that there's puppet masters behind, behind the yeah. Here. You know, like, who let him... Like, I just don't make... Because I can't... It just... It, it blows my mind how crazy this man is. I know. Just, I hope he doesn't get voted in for a second term or else we're really, really fucked, like, to be honest. Two terms. Oh, no, two. I... <sighs> He just is unintelligible. Oh, no. And I don't mean it in, like, as a president. Like, he has zero idea about how to handle politics on a, like, human level. I know. <laughs> He's a complete lizard person. Let's just full stop. Leave it as a lizard person and like, move on. <laughs> Talking about it's lizard same. people. Yeah. I want you to tell the people of the Mid-20s podcast the oh, story. Wow. The story about you interviewing... The UFO woman who was abducted by aliens yeah. for your university project. We're taking it back here. This is um 2015, 2016, I think. As uh no, no, it was 2016, 2017, and it was my second year in uni, and I was doing a documentary. It was a team about, I don't know, four people, and I was the director for it. We all had to think about spring ideas and whatever, and I was like, it'll be really cool to do a documentary on, like, aliens. Everybody yes. was like, yeah, like, yeah, aliens are cool. I was like, there's got to be 
something. There's got to be some alien society around here. It's like, this is England. England's a little bit weirder than... It's sort of like mini America, but, you know, not as strange. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. And I was researching, researching, researching. And I came across this thing. So I went to university in Farnham, which is in Surrey. And there's this place called Farnborough. And it was like a couple of towns over. It was it Beams. And I was like, what? It's like, what's that? British Earth and Aerial Mysteries Society. So this was a group? There's a group, yeah. How did like you a, find them? On Google. I was just typing in, like, alien abduction. No, originally it was supposed to be alien sightings okay. near Farnham or alien sightings. Oh, my God, my Google's talking. <laughs> I heard alien abductions in my Google. <laughs> get me out of here. I'm unplugging it. Oh, my God. Something's going to come through my window. Trump Whoa. and then alien abductions and that's listening. What? Someone's watching me. Right, so you Google, you Google alien abductions? Yeah, like in Surrey or whatever, and found this thing. I went on the website. I swear to God, I'm pretty sure if you went on the website now today, Beams, capital B dot capital Beams, right? <laughs> uh, pretty sure, pretty sure, like whatever. Um, uh, looked it up, and the website looks like it hasn't changed since 1998. And I was like, well, this is something. Let me see if they're still active. Uh, they, no, I'm like, there's full logs on this site, like a forum, like there's a community. <laughs> and I was like, where is it? Farmer? I was like, oh. like, dude, Down it was like an Edgar Wright moment, like crash banged into a map. I was like, dude. Yeah. Down the street, literally. Um, the website was so old, though. I was like, there's no luck in this. So I decided to send her, send an email, whatever. Uh, documentary, yeah, yeah, a couple of days later. Left my phone number, a couple of days later, somebody rang me. I was like, hello. I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to, hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to explain, I was explaining the thing, you know, I want to um, do a documentary about aliens, you know, whatever, you know, sightings, abductions, you know, how could we go about this and... She was like, yeah, uh, well, at first she didn't want to do it because she was like, you know, people tend to take advantage of me about stuff like that. And I was like, well, how do you mean? And she goes, I'm like, shit, you not. Well, I was on Terry Wogan and he took the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, good old oh. Terry Wogan. And I was like, oh, well, we're not like that. I'm like, <laughs> not at all. And then she was talking, they heard me talk on the phone and I was on the phone but to the um, Hillary for um, like two hours and I the only reason she let me do it and I'm convinced is because she in the middle of the conversation she went is that an Irish accent I hear and I was like yeah I'm from Belfast I just go to uni here she was like my dad's Irish like the last of those I oh, was like Jesus. oh 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 okay we got an in here so I was like okay oh. You were ready yeah, to Irish no, dance for her. Like, I, I was like, whereabouts? And she told me, and I was like, lovely place. I don't think I'd ever been. And I was like, oh, gorgeous down there. Oh, I see. Oh, woo. Anyway, but we went, whatever. And I thought, I don't know, we meet in a cafe. We meet, and I don't really know what I thought. And then we ended up meeting in their house. And their house was genuinely in the middle of nowhere. So for, for um, everyone listening, this, she ran the organisation? With her husband, Ken. Yeah. Beams. Okay. I still have their I still have their business card in my um wallet purse thing. I, and what I, I was think, her I think it's in the living room. What was her um, association with aliens? Well, 
so we went to the house. I, I, I really genuinely didn't know anything that was going on. I'd just seen, like, the website, and I just thought it was a bunch of different logs from loads of different people. No. I went to their house, and their house was... It was pretty old-fashioned and stuff like that, but you could just defer that for their age. They were relatively old, and... um went in but they had like if you just stood back and looked at it it didn't it didn't seem different it didn't seem weird but the more you sort of went into their house and got to know them you would look around and you'd see that there was like um crashed ufo scenes like on their mantelpiece and right. like underneath behind their sofas there'd be like frames of paintings sticking out and you could see the little like green heads and <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really like it was it, it, it you know oh what I mean God. and there was DVDs and like like self labeled yeah being like oh. like UFO spotted uh, the eleventh of the twelfth ninety six or whatever and I was like boy oh that, boy that I was it, like that I just turned three yeah. days before the day I was born no way <laughs> what you just said yeah that's so weird like but um. I, anyway, it was like, you know, lads, just get the camera up, get the camera rolling, whatever. And it was really, at first, like, so I, I was the one that had to answer, answer questions. First thing I noticed was the paintings. And I was like, I think it was the first thing I noticed. No, I think I just started talking to her. I was like, just get everything up. Just press record and don't stop recording. And um, was talking to her. And it took her a minute to sort of warm up. And Ken really wasn't, he wasn't really for talking. He was just, you know kick back Homer Simpson style, just stand in the corner, like just sitting in the corner and I was like, cool. Anyway, they get up and I was like, well, so what's your set? Like, I knew nothing and she was like, um, well, I have been previously abducted by aliens many times and I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, um, can you tell me about these encounters? Uh, like, can you explain sort of the deal? And, um, she then proceeded, well, Ken then proceeded to lift out a briefcase with a lock on it. And I'm oh not, God. I'm not shitting you. Like, a complete padlocked briefcase. And... I kind of believe her. Like, I believe in aliens, but, like, it's just the thought of you sitting here trying to do an interview with her yeah. is so and, funny. Um, he lifted out all these drawings that Hillary had drew and... We lifted them up to the camera and showed the camera and she would, went through every single one of her paintings and explained to me exactly where they came from, what the aliens were. She said, explained all the different types of aliens that there were. There was We were there for about four or five hours. No. Like five or six hours, yeah, for sure. And it got to the stage about R3. I think um, she sort of like switched off and she just didn't want to do it anymore and I always had to sort of like try and bring her back and that was whenever Ken started to speak up and Ken then got his DVD collection out. Right. And he started showing me all his UFO sightings. Oh and, my god. Um, and I was like, wow, this is insane. I was like, this is insane. But like the thing is, is like, I yeah, I completely believe it. Like, you know, in other life forms and, you know, selfish to believe that we're not the, you know, we're the only ones. But the idea was, like, what is so special about you, Hillary, that... Did she answer that question? No, I don't think I... I, But but also, like, I was, like, 19. I'd never made a documentary before. This was a lot of stuff. This was, like, literal material? Yeah, like, I accidentally, like, got, like, got myself in deep and didn't realise how deep I had actually got myself into this. Yeah. And it just sort of... It, but like, she I, she I, was interviewed, but she was interviewed by Louis Through. 
Like yeah, she was interviewed by Louis Theroux. Like Louis Theroux, Terry Wogan, Lad Bible, and Natasha O'Neill. And that's such <laughs> a lineup. I should have cast. To be honest, it, like it was the first documentary like I, I ever made, and it's not that great. It's it's really not a good documentary, and I wish I wish I had that opportunity now. Yeah. Because I would have, or like in third year of uni, like it just it would have been so much more effective and so much more bigger. I think I just sort yeah. of was a little bit f- caught up and afraid and I was very, like, walking on eggshells and stuff like that. And then and everybody did she kept say, asking. Did she say she was, like, probed or anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm and, sure you trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> I, it, was, it was, like, ugh, it was really sort of, it was... Yeah, uh, you can watch the documentary. Documentary is on my YouTube, I think. We'll link it. We'll I show link her, it. I show all her paintings on as well, so you can see your paintings and her drawings of the aliens. <laughs> okay, we're definitely linking that. Or yeah, it'll be, and, and it'll the big, the, I think, yeah, it was, it was really scary. Like it, it was not scary. That's the wrong word. I think I just overwhelming. I, yeah, yeah, that's the exact word. It was overwhelming for the age and lack of training and. I, I was just way too young. What did you I, get, I, what did I was, you get I was in the project? What, did you, what was your grade? Like a B. It wasn't even that great. They didn't give you an A for fighting an alien abductee? Right, I know. That's like ridiculous. This one has been interrupted in, in, interviewed by Terry Wogan. I know. <laughs> that wasn't good um, enough. No, I know. It, it might have been an A. I think, I think they... It, it was either like a high B or a low A. And I think if they did give us the A, it was probably because they were just like they felt sorry for us yeah <laughs> the B is the grade for like wow fair play um not an A because you guys completely missed the opportunity of doing something really big with this yeah. and I was like I know but I was like I'm you, literally first year you try staying in a room for six hours it's really like because I didn't have an opinion at this stage either like that was it I wanted to go in like completely like free three four like no form whatever Everybody kept asking, do you believe her, do you believe her, do you believe her? And I was like, well, that's... They were like, you have to take a stance on this to be a documentarian. And I was like, dude, like... No, you don't. I I was like, I, one, yeah, I know I don't. Secondly, I was like, I 100% believe that she 100% believes, believes. that this happened. Yeah, that's a good way to answer the question. Yeah. It's a really good like way that, to answer the yeah. question. But I've, watched, I've seen the documentary before, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's very interesting, like... I am a huge Louis oh. Theroux like advocate, as you can see. Yeah, and the, the fact that you even got near somebody that claims they yeah. have been abducted. It's by like aliens. you know, you know that thing of like Mad. everybody in the world is separated by six degrees of separation? Yeah. Like me and Louis Theroux have one degree. Yeah. That's cool. That's literally And it. you have you you now have two degrees. So because you I know you. I know Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> Technically I've met I've been abducted by aliens. <laughs> Technically. Right. Like, that's it. Oh, but yeah, we'll link it in our yeah, Instagram for sure. or something. Hopefully this works. Hopefully it gets done and hopefully you guys enjoy it. And if you have any feedback, any additives to the scripts, to the stories, if you want to hear about anything, if you want to whatever, just, you know, let us know. Yeah, give us a message on the Instagram and um, we'll talk about it in the next podcast and hopefully we'll get out for a pint or something soon and just oh, yeah. actually do a podcast in person. Yeah, that would be nice. So we're going to end it there. This yep. is the end of episode four. Four. Everybody. Yeah. Four and ten. Bye. Bye-bye. Four and ten. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.